Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Parenting Daily, episode 214, 10 More Reasons Why Parents Should Not Send Their Kids to College, part one, by James Altucher of jamesaltucher.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to OPD. I'm your host and narrator, Greg Audino. Happy to be here with you once again, and as always. Now, this time around, we'll be reading one post, but in two parts. I've got a long article from James Altucher. So we are going to read part one today and then part two tomorrow, as we do sometimes. Let's hear what he has to say on why not to send your kids to college as we optimize your life. 10 More Reasons Why Parents Should Not Send Their Kids to College Part 1 by James Altucher of jamesaltucher.com Okay, enough is enough. In 2006, I wrote an article for the Financial Times on why I won't send my kids to college. I've written more or less the same article for several publications, including AOL, Yahoo, one of my last books, I forget which one, and the Washington Post wrote an article on my opinions on the subject. I hate to admit it, but I don't really like anyone to disagree with me. I like 100% agreement to all of my proclamations. When I wake up in the morning... I want to open the newspaper and see big headlines, James Altucher was right again, and quotes in the articles like, why are we always so stupid? Why don't we listen to James the first time he says things? Maybe when I walk outside, I want people to throw flowers down on the street in front of me, and beggars and homeless people to run up to me and say, I might be homeless, but I love the way you think. If possible, can I touch you? But I don't like to be touched, so I would hold up my hand, take out a pad, write down some words of wisdom, rip out the piece of paper from the pad, and hand it to them. So, it disturbs me when people cling to the notion of going to college like it's the holiest water down from God come to bless them. Seriously, you could walk around and say, Jesus never lived, and people nod their heads and say, okay, there is religious freedom in America, and what he said is just fine. But, if you say, kids should not go to college, it is like you breached the highest, holiest, divine portion of American religion. One person wrote on a Yahoo message board, where the elite post their thoughts, quote, the government should take his kids away, end quote. Please, that would be great for me. Maybe I can visit my kids on holidays inside their government compounds. I hear that inside the Department of Commerce, there are lots of jungle gyms my kids could play on, and there are 3D video games projected onto the walls of the State Department where Chelsea Clinton's future kids will play. 
But until then, my kids who are taken from me by G-Force government agents can play the games. When Chelsea Clinton's kids are old enough, my kids can babysit them. That would help them build their Rolodex for when they later on want to work at hedge funds or the world-famous U.S. Department of State. Another person wrote, quote, Mr. Altucher, who went to his prestigious Ivy League school, wants to now keep everyone underneath him so he can reap the benefits of their poverty. End quote. Yes, <laughs> I admit it. I need everyone to be less educated than me so I can feel good about myself. If you didn't go to the same school as me, then it's a guarantee you are less intelligent than me. Okay, those were the spurious disagreements with my articles. I don't even honor them with an official number, like many of those list blogs that people hate. But now, I'm going to make a list blog anyway. (laughs) Who cares? 10 more reasons parents should not send their kids to college. Number one, people say kids learn to be socialized at college. Are you kidding me? I'm going to spend $100,000 to $200,000 a year so my kids can learn how to make friends with other people their age? Let me tell you about how your kids will be socialized in college, and you know this to be true. Your kid should put a dime in a glass jar every time he or she gets laid in his first year of college. Then, after the first year of college, he or she should take a dime out every time they get laid. They will never empty that jar. I might be exaggerating. It is hard for me to do the math on numbers in four digits like this when I look back at my own experience. So assume that's step number one on the socialization of our children in college. Now do the same exercise with the dimes, but replace getting laid with vomit. That's part number two with the socialization. You can also do the exercise with the dimes. Give your kids lots of dimes before they say, okay, dad, see you later when you drop them off in the parking lot of college. But instead of getting laid or vomit, say, classes I will skip because of either getting laid or vomiting. Number two, people say kids learn how to think in college. (laughs) This argument was said to me by Catherine Schultz, author of Being Wrong, a good friend and author of an excellent book. But she knows more than anyone that no matter how much you think, you're going to be wrong most of the time. And by the way, does it really cost several hundred thousand dollars to learn how to think? I would agree that college is a way to avoid learning how to think. If I want to learn how to play tennis, the best thing to do is to go out on a tennis court and play tennis. If I want to learn how to drive a car, I better get behind a wheel and drive. If I want to learn how to live and how to think, then the best thing to do is begin living my life and thinking my thoughts instead of still having my parents pay for my life and my professors giving me my thoughts. Number three, statistics say college graduates make more money than non-college graduates. Clearly, anyone who states this has failed Statistics 101 in college. We might know correlation, but we don't know cause and effect here. Since our generation, post-baby boomer, basically everyone goes to college except people who absolutely failed high school, then of course it makes sense that achievement-minded people make more money than individuals who are not achievement-oriented. A better statistical study, which nobody has done, is take 2,000 people who got accepted to Harvard 20 years ago and randomly force 1,000 of them to not go to college. Then, at the end of 20 years, see who made more money. My guess is that the 1,000 who didn't go to Harvard would have made more money. They would have been thrown out of the nest to learn how to fly that much earlier and a five-year head start would have made enormous difference, 
I say five years because that's the average amount of time it takes to finish college, not four as many think. To be continued. You just listened to part one of the post titled, 10 More Reasons Why People Should Not Send Their Kids to College, by James Altucher of jamesaltucher.com. And a big thanks to James for sharing. He always does a very nice job of pairing humor with good points that we often don't consider or uh, go against the grain. Now, I'm going to share a fuller commentary after tomorrow's episode. That's where we will finish up this post and we'll have more context. But right now, I mean, you're already seeing a lot. I really like the seeds of, I guess I'll call them the seeds of independence that he's planting and uh, reminding us that so much of what we can achieve is in our control, um, or at least more in our control than we might give credit for. That there is power in the uh, the sometimes powerless feeling of just living, just thinking, and you know trying things without a sense of direction or guidance. It's easy to sometimes forget that, isn't it? So, something to think about as you mull this over before hearing part two. Everyone, enjoy the rest of your day, and yes, be sure not to miss out on the conclusion of this article tomorrow. That's where your optimal life awaits.